0: So I think there's a good way to like hypertrophy your abs, I would say, versus like building like a strong core. And I think it's safe to say I have a strong core, but I don't have like big abdomen muscles. So I think people overlook that. Like, what would be your tips as far as like what you did or what you would say is the best go to? So you're having a fucking birthday for your dog. Let's talk about that real quick. I told my dad about that. And yeah. He was crying, laughing, bro. <laughs> he thought that shit was hilarious. Yeah, man, like he was like, "Who does this guy think he is, Rob Deerdeck?" <laughs> no, he had that birthday. <laughs> that birthday party. I was like, "Yeah, but this ain't in hey, Hollywood." That
1: birthday party was super <laughs> official. No, this isn't. Yeah, that was crazy. This isn't anything like that. But Steph, Steph wanted to do it, and uh, so it was all her idea. Yeah, it was all her idea, and like I Good. was like man like nobody's going to come up or like for a for a dog's birthday like you know what I mean like I was clowning on I it was, but I was kind of excited I was at surprised time. at how many people like RSVP'd for that shit there was a whole like event thing on Facebook yeah like, and
0: you know how people are like they don't say they're going and they still will and shit yeah. you know yeah i'm actually kind of fired up bro it's but, be dope. but
1: the place like we talked about earlier is like super legit like the first time i went there actually Steph told me about it indoor dog park it's called dogwood um and they uh i think it's like what is it like four thousand square feet or something like that and so it's all concrete right and then they have like an outdoor area as well um or obviously all the dogs are running around and then like on the other side of this fence right they got like tables they got tvs uh they have a bar um, where they serve uh, obviously they serve alcohol and like people just go there to kick it like I saw some people in there who didn't even have dogs like they were just with people they were just with people They're like just dog of, watchers Yeah, bro. and they were just coming in and just like hanging out like chilling people who love dogs so it was like i mean so like is the it first split time the
0: two like is there a wall in between the two no. or is it like
1: like it's like a it's like a wood it's a wood fence right that just splits it up but you can see it because you have to be able to watch your dog right right so you have to be able to see your dog at all times but like and they even split it up to where they have like another area that's like another like 1000 square feet that um, is dedicated to just like little dogs, right? So people like, so, you know how so some Tyson people are ain't
0: like gonna eat, no, like I mean, like dogs. some
1: people like let their dog, like the little dogs, in like the other, like the main park area, but like some people, you know, like some people are just like freaked out yeah. about, it, you know, what I mean, like fucking some dude threatened to sue me last night, actually, what? because I had like I walk him off leash all the time, like I just don't wanna, you know, I hate holding a leash, and he's good off leash, like if I call him, like he'll come, yeah, right and so like we're walking and like he goes up to this dude and his dog who's like walking his dog like little fucking dog and I don't even know what kind of dog it was and like he just wants to play like the dude's happy all the time like he just wants to play he's a pit bull but he's really good with dogs and the guy just gets super pissed off and he's like you didn't see what happened but your dog like took out my leg to try to get to my dog and I was like I, yeah, I could see why. I, I watched the whole thing happen. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he hit your leg, but, like, you know, your femur's not snapped into yeah. you. Like, what are you talking about? Like, so, he, and he just got super, like, he was more afraid of uh, of Tyson than probably his dog was. Yeah. And so, he, I mean, he just snatched up his dog, and he was like, hey. <laughs> 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 Which, I don't, you know, I don't blame him. Like, you know, he's big as fuck. He's a, he's a pit bull. Like, you know, I probably wouldn't trust uh, somebody else with a dog who had their pit off-leash, but there's a bad stereotype against people. There's, yeah, there's a super bad stereotype. And, and for me, it's more about the people. Yeah. I, for him, it was the dog. He's yeah. like, because I was like, yo, he's not aggressive. Like, don't trip. And I was just kept on walking. He was like, well, the thing is, he was like, if your dog, uh, you know, runs up, you know, full bore at my dog, then my dog's going to get aggressive. So really, he was saying that his dog was the, was, aggr- yeah. was, the, was the aggressor. And then, come on, man, tell her to just chill out yeah, for a second. <laughs> yeah, I think that's
0: a that's probably a prospect right there cuz I don't even
1: know that number. Uh-huh. And oh, uh man. And uh so he gets yeah again he got super pissed off and he was like, "Man, if you, you know if your dog comes running up full bore at my dog, he's going to get aggressive and then your dog is going to start attacking my dog." I was like, "All right. Like, let's not talk in yeah. hypotheticals here cuz that's not what happened." Right. And I just kept walking. He was like, "And then somebody's going to get sued." And I just, dude, at that point, like, my blood just started to boil. Don't even and, do it, man. Yeah, every every cent, like, you know, my fist balled up. I was like, dude, I'm just about to knock this guy. It's, 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 it's like 10.30 at night. So I was like, nobody's going to see, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I would, I would for sure get away with it.
0: I was like, man, I I'm think, not going like, to do it. the way you raised Tyson is actually perfect. Like, you brought him into our gym day one mm-hmm. so he's been around people and kids and everything so he's like so chill yep. you know what i mean he's yep. he's honestly Dawn one of the most friendly day. definitely the friendliest pitbull i've ever seen but i haven't been around a lot yeah, of pit bulls. he's a big pussy but people do that man we went to uh we were at what rattlesnake and this yeah. this big he was like ukrainian or something big big oh, russian dude oh, or something man. i forgot about that uh what like he tyson ran up a little bit and like scared his wife or something yeah, right? like
1: yeah he just he just you know kind of uh sideswiped his wife a little right because <laughs> he, he was got running mad. by on the
0: trail, yeah. And he, what, what was the dialogue right there? Because you guys were going back and forth, and I was kind of like, Come on, bro. Like, I remember him saying he was gonna kick you, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, he was like, No, he, he said he was gonna kick, he said he was gonna kick my dog. I was like, oh. oh, you're gonna kick my dog, right? And so, right out, you know, I was already, you know, he was threatening, you know, to me, it was threatening me and my dog, and he was like, and then he was talking about. He was going to kick me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, kick it's me. It's so weird, bro. Like, you See start a like, Don't yo, I'm going to kick you. get up in the you. woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's the last place you want to get beat up.
0: Oh, my God. That shit was hilarious. Because Theo's over here, like, getting puffy chest and shit. Like, yeah, kind of saying it back. Like, yeah. kick me then. You know yeah. what I mean? And, I'm just like, man, come on, let's walk. Like that's the thing, though, man. We're it's in like, like a like a very busy like family trail. Like that is the yeah. most populated trail or hiking thing oh, man, in that Washington. Was,
1: that day was crazy.
0: I was having I was having a good day, but you, yeah, no, you didn't like that day. I just
1: don't like like. Come on, man. Like
0: you gotta wait in line to go on a yeah.
1: I agree. I hate that hike. fucking hike. <laughs> like, what, what <laughs> the it's fuck? not, bro.
0: It's a stairway up to the top of the thing. Whatever. it's because the view is just like fucking beautiful no, and because is. the trail is the way it is anybody can do it so it's super yeah, popular we had, we had
1: to go off trail a couple of times Yeah, so I was like forget about this I'm cutting everybody
0: that shit was hilarious but no bro. just
1: just having him and just having a just having a pit is is literally like it's a problem for a lot of people like regardless if you have him on leash like the reactions I get when, when I walk him down the street is like immediate it's like you know this dog is gonna chew mm-hmm. me up right but you know, far from it. Like even even,
0: is. even Shannon, bro, she don't like pit bulls. Yeah. But, like, I I was like, no, like, he's hella cool. So she must have some, like.
1: I think, man, it's just, thing. it's proper. man, it's the media. You know what man. I mean? Like, how long, I think it was, like, the what, early 2000s were really, like, pit bulls. And before right. that, it was Dobermans. Before that, it was Rottweilers, you know? Well, so,
0: so, man, let's get into some, like, actual fitness. Like, I think we're
1: rambling. But hey, I like think that, awesome. no, I think it's totally relevant to fitness because look how buffy is.
0: This dog is buff like as shit. looks like a bodybuilder. He reminds me. Yeah, like it's kind of like how horses are. You know, horses are hella ripped. Yeah. They're just super lean, so you can see everything. You know what I mean? Um, but Yeah, that's a buff-ass dog. Yeah. So I saw something the other day in the gym, and that shit drove me crazy. That's actually why I wanted to kind of talk about abs and all that stuff. Because, I, like, as you know, I've been training at LA Fitness a lot lately, man. And, uh, and, and just the reason being, like, I love our gym and... Everything there is way better, but, like, the program I'm running right now through the guy I'm working with, it just calls for a lot of machines and stuff. Um, And I saw, uh, like, they have, like, you know how, like, LA Fitness and 24, they have, like, stations, right? So it's like, oh, here's all the chest machines. Here's all the back machines. And then there's, like, the ab machines. And I'm watching these people on them, bro, and it's just, like, horrid. Like I feel bad for people just destroying their back, right? So this one guy had he was on the uh, decline bench and he was doing Russian twists with a forty-five pound plate and just twisting so much that he was just cranking his lumbar right, spine right. back and forth. And I'm just like cringing watching. Right? I was warming up by in that area because there's like a mat. And then I saw the other lady that had the uh, like the crunch machine. Like you grab handles above your head.
1: <laughs> I was just when you started going off about machines and. <laughs> at core work at like la fitness and shit that's exactly what i thought of i was like man my favorite one is when i see people doing that and their faces on it just like god "Ah, ah, ah, ah." (laughs) it's just struggling poop (laughs) bro. but
0: they don't move much either it's like it's like a like a half an inch like movement constantly so then there was that one and then there's this one that is the worst i don't know if you've seen this but you put your knees in it and you grab these handles and in the the top it's Yo, like bleep, split the, yeah so yeah. the bottom part split and from the top part and it literally just twists you yeah. over and over again yeah. but there's and when people are hyper extending and stuff you're literally just like so if you don't know out there like we're stacked and mobile and stable joints the lumbar spine which is our low back is stable and they're literally just twisting their yeah. lumbar spine yeah. without any rib cage like compression so there's no core work going on i
1: think about it as like wringing a towel out that's
0: exactly right? what it's like, like. <laughs> fuck like Gumby man yeah. Like, I feel I, bad the funny thing is I when I
1: worked at LA Fitness I was like 19 years old at the time like I used to do that shit like uh, yeah. religiously
0: I did the crunch machine yeah. I never did the twist one I think I did them all I did the crunch machine a lot man I, just, I think like, I did every machine really? in LA Fitness See, that's, at one point so and actually you know what this is actually a good topic too because I've actually never really gotten to core training like uh, and when I did my show my physique show I had a lot of people ask me like yo what were you doing for your abs um And they were always surprised that like other coaches weren't surprised when I tell them this, but I didn't do any ab work ever. Like I, I did farmer's walks and stuff like that because I had to part of the program, but I never did a sit up. I didn't really do any like hanging knee raises or like crunches or anything like that. It's just diet. And I just got lean enough, right? This time around for my show, I actually want to like try to bring them out. So they pop out a little bit more, but I think it's misunderstood of like what you actually need to do. So, so I started (laughs) trying to actually, I told you about this the other day. So and, it, and you know what? I don't even care. It's gonna get a little explicit because I'm gonna talk about something because I heard it again this morning, <laughs> and so I've been trying to train my core <laughs> a lot, right? And uh, so I've been I I started doing like two times a week. I'll do a uh, a sit up variation. I'll do an anti rotation variation. Then I'll do like a stability variation. Like so, I do like seesaw planks, whatever, right? And I've been cranking them out. My abs were sore and everything. But I told you, like, I went to go do them again after about a week and a half of doing this. And, like, I thought I strained a muscle, like, in my lower abdomens yeah. going into my, like, pelvic region. Yeah. And, it, like, it was painful. So I was like, oh, I'm going to re- regress this down to a different movement. And it was still painful. And I even felt it deadlift and everything. I think a couple things I learned from <laughs> that is, uh, one, like, when we talk about building muscle, this goes for abs as well, right? Like, a lot of people... We talk about, like, frequency and volume to build your biceps or your butt. Well, the same applies for abs, essentially, because yeah. it's a muscle. But I think what the bad thing is is if somebody's doing uh, – they're training a muscle once a week and they train three times a week or something, and then they go, oh, frequency is the key. I'm going to train five days a week and train each muscle three to four times a week. They're going to get injured. right? Right. So I went for from sure. nothing to training two to three times a week at a high volume. So that being said, like, let's go over, like, the hierarchy of, of what it takes – to really achieve abs because I think it's safe to say we all want abs. I think that's like, I mean, obviously that's my main goal right now because I'm trying to get lean enough for the stage, which is way, I got seven and a half months, so I got plenty of time. But um, I think first and foremost, before anybody out there can focus on having abs or building their core enough to even have visible abs, and there's a difference between like having a good core and then seeing your abs, um, step number one is just being lean enough. I think yeah. it's safe to say, um, genetics play a part, but I think the two biggest things are diet and cardio.
1: Yeah. And then let's talk about body fat too. Cause I think that, you know, a lot of people will just want to crank out tons of, you know, sit up variations or whatever, and core exercises that they see on social media or YouTube or whatever. And then, you know, wonder why they don't see why they never see abs, right? they are like, man, I've been doing this shit for 20 years. Why don't I see my abs? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, But nutrition obviously is playing a big role, but body fat percentage. And, um, you know, we talked about this earlier as far as, um, you know, the range for for guys and the range for women. um, And and it is different, but you have to be at a certain range in order to see those, in order to see your abs. And
0: I think like, so, it's never set in stone because genetics played a different right, part, right? right? So, like, let's say you were 14%, you would probably see your abs. If I was 14%, there's no way no, I'm going to see my abs. So, I think, like, it's safe to say 10 to 13% is probably best for men. Somewhere around 16 to 20% for women. But I think for women, it's even harder because women store a lot of body fat in their hips. So, they can get lean enough to see abs but have more body fat, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And I think it is actually less healthy for women to have abs than it is men. Because women hormonally will suffer more detriment if they get really low body fat. Um, But like I want to step back just a sec because I think it's funny. Like one thing Tim taught us a lot when we were in college was like I think the way he put it was sit-ups don't burn calories or or whatever, which I don't think – or like don't burn fat. That's what it was, right? And I don't think that's 100% true. But I think that he has a good point Whereas you can't spot reduce first of all. So doing sit-ups isn't going to bring out your core. Right. Um, and also like if somebody's overweight and they can't see their abs and they're like, man, I really want to like see my abs. So what kind of core exercise should I do? I'm going to be like, you should deadlift and squat more. And they're like, what? And I'm like, think about like how many more calories a deadlift or a squat burns while still technically working your core. That's going to be more likely to see those abs. Like, I think that's usually the approach I go with. Sure. Yeah. Um, so what about cardio? What do you, what would you suggest for cardio as far as like, let's say somebody they're, they're training, three, four, maybe five days a week, because um, we have a lot of people that come to our gym and they see us, you know, they're they're doing, let's say, boot camps, they're doing a couple semi-privates, whatever, they're training four to six days a week, um, and they still don't see their abs, you know what I mean, because maybe they have lost a lot of weight, but they're kind of at a plateau, at what point do you add cardio in and you start focusing on that kind of stuff, because I think cardio is like a touchy subject, because it, it, it's essentially supplemental, it's extra on top of it, you know? Correct.
1: So for me, like man, with my client, and, and it depends on on the person. But for most for most people, like if they're coming in, they're training with me two to three times a week, and you know we're usually lifting pretty heavy. Um, fuck, I'm about to slap this guy. <laughs> Yo, Sorry, is he, that's, is that's he throwing the, up on my whining. couch. No, he's not. He's not throwing up. He just he's just bitching. Um, he's staring at me while he does yeah, it. Yeah, he's but. a he's an attention whore. Um, we're talking but, about the dog, by the way, not Michael. No, actually, we we're talking about <laughs> Cody. But, um <laughs> I mean, man, but. Uh, no. So like for, again, for most people I have them, you know, lift heavy and then, you know, on those, on those off days, like either doing like steady state. So, you know, a lot of people love like the Stairmaster Mm -hmm. or something like that. So just, uh, a a light intensity and not going too crazy, not spending 45 minutes doing it, maybe, you know, 20 to 25 minutes. Um, and then, uh, but a lot of people, man, like especially here in Seattle um, or in the Pacific Northwest in, in general, man, people want to be outdoors on yeah. hikes and stuff like that. So, uh, again, like the more that, that I can incorporate that and then keep those people engaged, um, you know, I'm going to invite them to, to, to do that stuff uh, versus just just doing sprints. Um, but again, it, it depends on the person because I have some people who want to train like an athlete so i have in and have access to a track or to a to a turf field and um i'll have them i'll have them run sprints or intervals or something like that or you know uh doing uh you know where where sprint for maybe 10 seconds and then then jog a little bit um and uh and crank it out like that sorry i'm like super
0: distracted by this guy right now and this dog's going crazy hey it's bring your dog to work day. Yeah, it is. Here at the Mind Muscle Podcast. So like, I think, you know, for me, it really depends on the client. Like, so I have certain clients that I see online, let's say, and, and we always start with like a slow progression, right? If somebody's not really training too often and they come to me and they wanna lose weight, my first step is like, hey, let's hit the gym three days a week. So we get them strength training, right? Then I'll look at like, okay, what can what else can we do? And at the end of the day, somebody has a somewhat sedentary job. They work at a desk job and stuff. They're training three days a week. Their central nervous system, it's going to be more fatigued than it was in the past. But after you know a little bit, it's going to be fine. It's not overload. At that point, I will add two to three high-intensity interval training sessions for their cardio because we know that's going to have the biggest bang for their buck. Um, and that's going to do it. Now, I think it's safe to say that anybody who is – uh. Not a genetic freak um, who's looking to see their abs is already going to be to a point where they're lean enough where they're almost there. You know what I mean? I don't get people that come to me that are 60 pounds overweight and they're like, hey, I don't train at all right now, but I want to get this last little bit of fit off to – To see my abs. At that point, it's like, okay, let's make a big lifestyle chain. Let's lose fat. And then, you know, six months down the road, let's focus on that. Maybe even longer. So for the people out there that are trying to see abs, I'm going to assume we're talking to semi-lean people right now. So in those people, that's when I add stuff like steady state cardio because I look at their training and I'm like, okay, you're strength training three to four days a week, you're doing high intensity intervals two to three days a week. That's six days of training. We want one rest day. Like let's add two or three days of like 30 minutes of low intensity cardio. And I agree with you. I always go off like, hey, what do you prefer? some people like on like i know for me like i just started uh so i'm doing three days a week right now 30 minutes and it's the same thing like i lift five days a week three of those are like upper body specialization days two of them are lower bodies i do one interval day um and then i do three so three of my days are two a days right and on those days it's not like oh you have to do the walking because that's the key i was like you know what like i want to do the bike a uh, couple reasons for me is because, and this, this is a good, actually a good tip for you guys out there. So like, and this is based off studies because I'm a geek and I read that stuff, so I obviously am biased towards the bike, but the bike machine is going to actually uh, mimic squat pattern by the way your knees and hips move. Therefore, it's actually kind of beneficial because it can improve your squat pattern, right? Um, and it actually can build a little bit of muscle in your quads and hamstrings and stuff, whereas uh, walking it it just doesn't have that same effect. You don't bend your hips and knees enough so you don't get as much movement. It can't really improve a squat. It's a lot of steps on your ankles and your knees, so it's a lot of, especially for heavy people. Right. So I don't really mess with the walking or the jogging too much. I like to go on the bike, and on top of that, I can read, man. Like, I'll watch an interview, a podcast. I'll do, uh, I'll literally just read. I'll, sometimes, like, on my two days, like, I'll go at night and I'll do my cardio, and that's when I write my newsletters and stuff on my phone and then I copy it on later. So that's my go-to, but the point is, is that's what I'm going to adhere to. And I think that's the most important thing right here, right? Like you, at the end of the day, if you're at a point where you want to see your abs and you're already lean enough to almost see them, you're going to have to add cardio. in. that's probably the biggest thing. Um, And I think you should pick something that you enjoy. If you live in an area where you can hike three days a week or two days a week, and that's your cardio. And I'm like, Hey, hike for 30 to 40 minutes. That's good. Then fuck. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. You know what I mean? For me, I'm kind of burnt out at the end of the night, and I want to read and just kind of chill out. So I like the bike, but I think that's like that's usually my go-to. I think doing too much intervals and stuff is just going to burn you out. Right, right.
1: Well. well, let's let's talk about that a little bit too, because you know you touched a little bit on uh, the nervous system, but you know even though I do have those people who who like to do the high intensity stuff or like to do sprints, um, it's not like that the entire time, right? And I'll even even for somebody who's like that, like sometimes I'll say, hey man, like just go on a walk, yeah. right? Like we've been doing this for three to four weeks. And again, like that weekly check-in of how do you feel? Um, like, you know, if somebody's saying, and, and this is always the one because some people will never admit or consciously admit that, uh, that they're burnt out, right? Yeah. And um, you know how I'll just be like, you know, how's your morning going, right? Oh well, you know, it took me a little bit uh to get out of bed this morning. And if that's like, so the you can constant, notice the signs exactly, yeah. right? Like when if you notice that, like, I mean, and I just think about it from you know a perspective like of how I feel, like if it, if it takes me a while to wake up in the morning, and or like it takes me a while to get out of bed, like. I know that I'm burnt out. Yeah, something's wrong. Right? Like something something's going on. So, I'm not going to go as as crazy as I would like and maybe I I take out the sprints and maybe I just go on a walk, yeah. right? Like it, it can literally be that simple.
0: And that's the power of a coach. Like you know enough to do that to yourself, but a lot of people don't, right? That a lot of people see that they're burnt out and they think, oh, I got to push through this. Right. And then they go harder and then, then they really burn out. And that's right. when they get sick, like me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I'm sick right now. because like, I got like light bulbs going off in my head when you're talking mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and it's funny because I've been hitting snooze a lot lately, man. And, and I mean, we had a meeting before this, so I, I called myself out on that. But I think that's like huge. So if I get the same thing, if I get an update and I notice people are starting to get sluggish, I'll tell people like, hey, because I have like some people getting ready for the show. I'll go... Instead of because I have them doing high intensity, I'll be like, hey, we're gonna chop that this week, do low intensity cardio. Yep. And all the time they're like, wait, what? Like, yeah. why would I do that? And I'm like, just trust me, like, you need a break, like, right. chill. And that's an easy way to deload training. Yeah. You know what I mean? People look at it as cardio. So, a um, lot of good, good tips right there on that point. So, the next part of like being able to see abs is obviously, and damn, we haven't even got to tr- talking about training your core. So, don't, <laughs> we're gonna get there, is a uh, diet. And I think this is, this is hard because like we said, you got to be lean enough. It, it Usually for me, I got to go off of what is that person's uh, personality type as far as do I add cardio or do I add diet? So I think uh, I'm actually going to use your client, for example, Bao. She's like – she could probably see a little bit of her abs right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. But she's voiced it to me too a couple times like do I need to like get really strict with my diet to like be able to see that point? And For her, I would probably add extra cardio before I add a diet because I look at her lifestyle and I look at her personality type and I'm like, I think it would benefit you more because she doesn't have like a portion control thing. She's really good about her diet, but she enjoys food and I don't think like nailing down numbers and systems would be best for her, right? I think for her, I would probably add some low-intensity cardio a couple days a week before I add a diet, wouldn't you say? Right. and. That's
1: exactly what she's doing now too. Oh, for so real? yeah. So she's been like checking in on Snapchat and stuff like, so yep. that's exactly what I was thinking about when I referenced the, uh, the Stairmaster. Oh, for real. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So like, uh, Amy, I have doing similar things. So she's pretty good with macros because she actually came to me asking like, Hey, I need a calorie limit. I want to know where I'm at. But with her, I was like, here's your calories. I want you to hit about this much protein. I gave her like a 20 gram range. Um, and then I was like, just eat however much fat and cal- carbs you need. So We just kind of let her free fall that, and she ended up being a fat eater. Like, she eats a lot of fat and not that many carbs. And I'm like, hey, that's fine. Your calories are in check. So now we're adding cardio. But she only trains about four days a week, five days if it's a good week. So for her, like, same thing. I have her doing cardio at her work. Like So same exact thing. But I do think it's safe to say that, like, if somebody comes to me and they're like, hey, I really want to get leaner, and I'm training five days a week, you got to look at your lifestyle, okay? If you have a busy day at work, you have a family, and you're like, fuck, adding cardio another time? I got to go to the gym? Maybe you do consider doing macros, yeah. right? Maybe we do set up a template where you can eat. And sometimes meal plans are okay. Like, I think I have I have actually three different guys that I do online coaching with who are on, like, literally meal plans that I helped create for them, which I usually go against completely. And I would never give a female. But, like, they're guys, and they're like, dude, I'm busy. I don't want to think about shit. Like, just tell me what to eat. And they've been losing every single week. Yep. And it's like, okay, like, I'm cool with that. But for the most part I think like I think it's safe to say that diet just needs to be in check. For sure. Cuz like without consistent. that yeah, consistent yeah. exactly. And and if you see a, a a plateau, start tracking and see where you're at and then you can dive deeper. And and I think diet will have to be a whole nother podcast cuz there's so many ways that you can go about it, but you got to pick cardio or diet and you got to go hard with it and then that'll get you lean enough to see those abs. Good on that one. True. So the next part like There's two things we got to talk about here and it's like building your core and then kind of like when you get lean enough, I think it's safe to say like, so I'm going to use myself as an example just because I don't want to pick on anybody else. Like when I got really lean for my show, I could see for the first time, like all of my abs, right? I can always kind of see a four pack, but I could actually see a six pack, but it didn't, it wasn't the type that like pops out, right? Whereas I know when you get lean, they actually kind of pop out, right? right? But again, I've never trained my abs until recently, and that didn't go so well, but we're gonna keep working on that. Uh, so I think there's a good way to like hypertrophy your abs, I would say, versus like building like a strong core. And I think it's safe to say I have a strong core, but I don't have like big abdomen muscles. So I think people overlooked that. Like, what would be your tips as far as like what you did or what you would say is the best go to?
1: So a couple of times a week, I would add in, and it was literally like two times a week when I was at, I think I got to two o five. And I was 12% body fat, and I wanted to cut that down. I actually, you know, because originally my goal was to get to 200, um, 200 pounds and sub 10% body fat. And um, when I weighed in, because I didn't do I didn't weigh in for like a long time. I was just crushing everything in sight as far as food went, and then right. was training my ass off. And then uh, when I did step on the scale, I was at 205, and I was checking it for uh, about a month. So, and, and that was probably about three times a week. Um, and it was, there was no real strategy to that. I just wanted to see kind of like where I would be at, um, each time I stepped on the scale and it was 204, 205. Right. And 12% body fat. And, uh, at that time I was like, okay, I'm going to cut a few pounds and then, you know, to try to get down in, in body fat. Right. See, so, and this is
0: the thing I got to say too, is like, because people can't see you, to me, like when you were twelve percent, but it it looked like eight percent. Yeah. So a lot of people underestimate like what they actually are, right? Like I did calipers for my show and I was four and a half percent. There's no fucking way I was four and a half percent. I would be like barely walking, right? right? I was probably probably like six or seven on stage, and that went away very quickly because I was temporary. But I just gotta throw that out there because most people would have looked at you and been like, "Damn, like you have like no body fat," right. but like realistically. 12 was accurate.
1: 12, 12. Yeah, 12 was accurate. And so you want um, to cut that down. So I wanted to cut that down to sub 10%. And, um, and honestly, I can't even tell you how long it took me, but I was doing about two times a week where I was actually doing like, uh, so I would do like conditioning and then like core specific uh, work. So I would do like heavy uh, farmer's walks, um, you know, for about 40 to 60 yards. Uh, and then I would go do uh, like seesaw planks on the on the valve slides, um, and this is just for example. And then I would go to uh, like a pull-up bar, and I would do toes to bar. Okay. And I would like try to control it down. It's so just a controlled negative, not for like a specific amount of time, Keeping but tension I, exactly. In there. So the a lot of it was like eccentrics or dragon flags or anything like mm-hmm. that, to where um, you know, I mean, think about it, right? When you do like squats or bench press or pull-ups or chin-ups or whatever and you get that controlled negative like man like how much more mass are you gonna put on yeah. doing that versus just cranking out a shit ton of reps because yeah, you're I stretching that, the muscle form, right. right like that's a and whole and, different and there thing. is a good and and there would be one time a week where i would do like sprinter sit-ups or something like yep. that after all that to where i'm just cranking it out for as many reps as i could in like that 60 seconds fatigue, yeah. exactly so at that point um I got from, or I went from 12% to 8%, but I was at 202. Um, And, like, the difference in, like, the pictures, because
0: I was doing, like, a ton of shit with, like, BB and stuff, like, photo shoots and stuff like that. And you, you, your body adapts pretty well. Like, as far as, like, I know for me, like, I have that range where it's really hard to start, like, burning fat. Like, you you adapt pretty quickly on that end. Yeah. So it went probably pretty quick compared to most people. Yeah, it was probably, I would probably say anywhere from two to three months and I just got to say that too because for me to get those kind of results in that short of a time I would probably have to do four conditioning sessions versus your two right so I just want to make it realistic for people because everybody's different and there's some people out there that would have to do six days of cardio to get that right some people wouldn't have to do shit like it just depends
1: well I started playing I mean I started playing soccer again yeah um at that point and I also cleaned up totally cleaned up my diet so Pretty much all whole foods at that time, like that. I actually gave myself a challenge um, at I'm, that I'm point. I'm glad you said this because there's to, more to it. To do, yeah. So, I like my nutrition was totally on point. I mean, you can remember me coming in with fucking chicken breasts and sweet potatoes yeah. like every, every single day. day and broccoli. Like, Yo, that was my game.
0: I was watching uh, what's that show? Uh, Kelly, uh, she still has a talk show. I can't believe it. Uh, is it Kelly Reba? I'm looking at you, Michael. You might know. Come on, blonde lady. And Kelly. Regis and Kelly. There you go. See, so yeah, I knew <laughs> it. Kelly and Reba. So, who's Kelly? <laughs> Kelly, what? What's your last name? see that's oh, why. okay okay so it's just her but she's looking for a new host so i went i went and visited my client chas and she she just got done doing a kidney transplant for her mom so i went and visited her and her mom and we're like hanging out on the couch and that's what they're watching yeah, big
1: shout out to her by the way because it's yeah. fucking amazing amazing
0: and she donated her fucking kidney for her mom man. and we, she'd been so they had to get below a certain body fat for that and we grinded man she lost a lot of weight a lot of body fat to get ready for this surgery um doctor was blown away so i'm really happy with that but we're chilling and they were watching that show and uh mark Wahlberg walked out and that's like that's my boy as far as, like, somebody I look up to as, like, my idol. Like, he's the shit to me. And uh, so he walks out. So, the, so he got, like, jacked. You're through. probably the only one who idolizes oh, Mark Walker. He's a beast. Think hey. about it, bro. He's done it all. Everybody respects that guy, but you're yeah, probably the only sick, one who bro. idolizes He's a great actor. <laughs> now he directs and produces movies. Like, he was you a rapper. And like, you he was like a Calvin other, Klein underwear you, model. What you and, like, guy?
1: one other kid from, like, South Boston probably. like Shout out to that kid <laughs> in South Boston. Fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's like he's like who idolizes yo, Mark he's, Wahlberg. He's like you're. Will I'm a Smith. big fan of him. You're I'm Will a, Smith. This right, is my right. Will Smith.
1: And you know what? Like every Will Smith movie, like probably gets like the shittiest ratings on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. But like, love it. I fucking love him. I love Will Smith too. Like, but I'm just saying, I, like, this I just is my watched Will Smith, that last you night. Know I just watched iRobot last night. Fifty percent on like what? That I was, was like, a good what movie. The fuck? Yeah, that was a good movie. Like I want to go on and just like
0: jack that up and just keep hitting like five stars. Or <laughs> Sign in on like eight different yeah. emails. Yeah. Yo, but so like he he came out anyway. He came out and he was uh, he was talking about um, he got like jacked for this new movie that's coming out. And they were like, "What did you do?" And he was talking about his diet. This motherfucker ate chicken and sweet potatoes like six Dude. times a day. So when you said that, I was like, "Yo, that's the Mark Wahlberg diet." Yeah. And everybody asked like, baby. "Why
1: do you eat like sweet potatoes like that?" And like, I honestly I didn't you know. Because Usain Bolt did it. Yeah, exactly. I swear <laughs> I to God, you're gonna say that <laughs> fastest man alive, fastest man alive performs like a freak hey. of fucking nature every every single time he steps on the track and like he, they were like, what's your secret? He's like, man, I eat sweet potatoes every day. Hey, he's hey. like, done. <laughs> no, done. you know what? Like, that's... I went and bought a 10 pound bag of sweet so, potatoes like, like that day. There's this
0: dude, like if any, if any people out there follow bodybuilding stuff, you'll know this guy. His name's John Meadows, the mountain dog. I've been following his shit for a long time. He's, Mind you, he's obviously on some gear, so he's a little bit out of my league. But he's smart as fuck. Like, he knows the shit. He trains natural and unnatural. But he knows a lot of good stuff about nutrition and everything. And one of his, like, go-to pre-workout meals is always oatmeal with protein powder and peanut butter all mixed up in, like, this weird mash thing. Dude, I've been eating that shit for, like, three years. Yeah. It just I, – I heard him say it, and I was like, yep, I'm going to do that. The thing
1: is, man, like, you find what works. And, and like, and I think that – there's more to it because, like, you have, like, an, like your body, like, when when you feel yourself the right way, it, it recognizes it, yeah. right? And there's, like, that chemical release that goes on. And then, like, whether you think about it or not, you
0: always go to that yeah. because you know that it works. Exactly. And if you're aware with your body, you will do that, right? And, like, I would never eat a sweet potato before I worked out because I know what it, it just makes me feel. I love them, but it makes me feel bloated and then I'll have a All shitty right. workout, you know what I mean? Um, so, anyway, back to the abs, but... Which that that stuff is important too. You got to be aware with your body and your digestion. If you're eating like shit and bloated all the time, you're just you're gonna retain water. You're going you're not gonna digest properly. That's not gonna happen. I'm to so, buy a farm in Jamaica, and just grow sweet potatoes. Just grow sweet potatoes, and
1: maybe <laughs> some. Uh, <we'll laughs> start a weed farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going you know, back. My, we're my, going back a few I years. Know, <laughs> my, my boy,
0: uh, my boy Roland, uh, they're they're Jamaican. Oh, and the, his mom used to yell him when we were in the cul-de-sac, and she'd go, "Roland." <laughs> Roland used always fuck with him. We we're like, Roland, it's time to go home, Roland. I hope he's listening. Shout out to Roland. Um, but uh his cousins live in Jamaica and he went and visited and he was like, Dude, it's insane over it there. Hurt. Like it was crazy talking yeah, about go. like just huts of weed and shit. Yeah. Like I was like Yeah, I, I just
1: want to go and eat sweet potatoes and smoke weed. <laughs> just all man. week, man. Yeah, chill on the beach. Hey and the heard their clubs and-,
0: and dance parties are insane yeah. too. Yeah. A bunch of
1: Rihanna's dancing everywhere. Yeah. You follow you you follow Usain Bolt on Snapchat? No. Yeah, he's in the club all the time.
0: Oh, for real? Yeah. Kicking it. I gotta I gotta I don't follow any celebrities on Snapchat, man. I gotta, yeah, I,
1: I really don't either. Just I mean, just him and I think actually he's the only celebrity in Gary Vee. That's
0: it. Yeah, I follow Gary V. That's about that's it. 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 Yeah, that's about it. So um so you were talking about hypertrophy of your abs and uh what I noticed about like the way you were going over everything is I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay. That's exactly how I train my biceps. That's exactly how I train my chest, right? So when we look at building muscle, what are the key components? It's volume, frequency, and intensity, right? So are you lifting heavy at some point? Yes. Are you hitting enough volume, so enough reps, enough sets? Yes. Are you doing it frequently enough two to three times a week? Yes. Like That's what people don't understand is like, the abs are a muscle. So why wouldn't you train it like anything else right. if you want them to pop out, right? right. But you got to understand too is they're not going to pop out if you don't get lean enough. And I think that's huge. Um, so I think it's important to to do something that you can hit high reps in. So that could be like long distance farmer's walks. That could be, uh, that could be knee to elbow. So like plank variations where you're actually moving into a, a flexion base while you're in yeah. that plank. But doing high reps, obviously sit-ups, high reps. Do weighted sit-ups, weighted carries. That's your intensity. And then do it multiple times a week. And I think that's the key because – and another thing, to good that would be good to point out is like you were at twelve percent, and they were still popping out a lot. So a lot of people won't see crazy ab definition at twelve percent. But if you have the ability to make the muscles bigger, you probably will see them with a higher body fat yeah. percent. I think that's yeah. safe to say. So like it, when
1: I when I dropped down though, like I I just remember kind of like looking at it like dude, like this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because of all of the specific work that I was doing for that. For that, you know, I mean, because like, you know, I could obviously I could see it, and I was like happy with it, but you know, it was just like that goal that I wanted to hit, that I knew that, man, like, there's okay, here's some areas where I could I could clean it up. Well, see, and that's
0: I think that's why I lack motivation in it is because when I'm not extremely lean and can see them popping out, I'm like I can't see them, so I'm like whatever. That's probably why I never used to train my glutes or my back, right? Because I couldn't see it, and I was like. whatever man and i'm talking like when i'm 18 you know what i mean i never saw anything (laughs) but like then i'm like started training with luca and he just demolished my back it grew and then i started getting compliments on it and i'm like damn like okay like i forget that other people can see it right that's good and it just improves everything in life if you can have like a better posterior chain but man
1: and some people like man some body parts just don't really develop you know with other people or or so I, i should say that some people like body parts will just naturally develop like obviously like my abs and like my back yeah. is like it's very like it's it's easy for me to yep. to really build those but things like my chest um you know or my calves like <laughs> you know what i mean are like almost non-existent
0: And i think that's like yeah like i agree totally because my back was the opposite of that and it's still like I would say one of my weaker points, but I train my back more like twice as much as every other body part. I train yeah. three times a week heavy. Dude, I barely, like, I really don't do much chest because my chest just stays big. So I don't have to worry about it. But um, I think that's like one of my big motivations right now is like knowing that like months down the road, it's going to pay off if I really build up the size of my abs. So I'm like really trying to remember that because right now you do a bunch of work week after week and you don't really see a whole lot of improvement because you still have a little bit of body yeah, fat over yeah. them, right? Um, so let's real quick before we cap this off like let's talk about the four main things uh, uh of to train your core as far as movements and then we'll talk about like the most important um aspects of like how to build a strong core because a lot of times people can do sit-ups for days but it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna have a strong core right, so let's and at the start the, the day, foundation. yeah and if you want functional abs like you want a deadlift heavy you want to like carry something heavy or something shitty happens or you fall or any of these like you know like if you're cutting on a field anything like that you actually do need to have a pretty strong core so first and foremost and i'm actually gonna let you take this because you're pretty good with the movement stuff is is position and posture
1: yeah so i mean like we like we coach all the time is is you know simple stuff like rib cage down and you know to to help with the with the neutral spine um you know there's there's been a lot of I think debate over where, whether neutral spine is important or whether it's not. Uh, I I would argue that it absolutely is, um, just because a lot of people who tend to live in uh, extension um, or, or uh, of of the ribcage, right? You know, people kind of always walk around with with that huge, uh, very noticeable arc in their in uh, in their lumbar spine and if you look at them right with their shirts on, because for me it was it was this way as well, my lower abs didn't really pop out yeah. ever, yeah. right? But and that was a big uh, that played a huge role. So once I started correcting that and compressing my rib cage and training like that especially with like loaded carries folks i noticed like posterior my posterior yeah, exactly yeah. like my 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 lower abs were like they just started to pop and really
0: become more well, and more i think defined. the people that argue for it and say that it is important with the neutral spine are the people that actually had like over uh anterior uh pelvic tilt like right right overcompensating and like people who have like we've had so many clients like that i've i have some clients that i haven't really preached it because they don't really have that big of an issue and neutral spine wasn't their big like aha moment that fixed everything right, right. so for those people they're gonna be like yeah well it's not that important yeah. right because it wasn't for them but i would say for the majority of people it is yeah. absolutely i think just across the
1: board i use it to to cue right yeah. like to it's a good injury risk yeah exactly like you know it's 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 kind of like that better safe than sorry type yeah. of deal um
0: so i think like 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 you said rib cage down and posterior toe of the hip like that's so key if you can't get into that and get in a good posture Your core isn't going to activate properly because I know for me, like I used to plank a lot, and I would be in an anterior tilt, so my abs weren't even working. My spinal erectors on my uh, lower back were working a lot, and then I would be in the chiropractor the next day because my back was killing me, right? And that's the same. It's it's exactly why. So a good thing, and you guys can actually look up this. I think Brett Contreras invented this. It's called the uh, PTLT plank or something like that, but it's a uh, posterior tilt lower level that's what it is ptll plank so it's like essentially you get into a plank position and then you focus on that posterior tilt of your hip pulling the rib cage down and when you look at this person in a plank it almost looks like their thoracic spine's rounding yep. but i dude i swear to god like it cuts my plank time and it's fucking difficult it's insane so yep. what i've been doing a lot is i will actually do like a sit-up variation even something like simple as sprinter sit-ups, right? Easy, do 10 to 15 per side. So you actually get the blood flow and the activation tension in your abs and then go into that hold. Insane. Another cue that I
1: use, especially like if I do planks myself, like, so, you know, of course I'm going to cue, um, you know, elbows lined up with the shoulders and I'm going to tell people to pull their elbows down towards their pockets. Their lats are on fire, but again, it's going to help pull that rib cage down as well. And like, like in 10 seconds like everybody's like shaking because
0: a lot of people do a plank and you can walk up and be like yo lock out your knees squeeze your butt pull your hip in right drive your elbows in like and instantly it's twice as hard right so i don't think people focus enough on that positioning Um, another good one is if you can't like i just thought of this because we're over mics if you can't if you can't think about what a posterior tilt is think about tucking your tailbone to your belly button that's the easiest way for me to cure yeah. it. I always say if someone's on the floor and I'm like posterior till and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, tuck your tailbone to your belly button, and instantly they drive their hips forward and, right. and pull it in and it like instantly cures that. So so posture and positioning is number one. Um, breathing is number two. So why don't you run through breathing?
1: So actually, I, how much time did I spend on this, Michael, at the at the mobility workshop? I probably spent like an hour to an hour and a half just on breathing That's techniques. Crazy. And like, I think that was probably like the big light bulb or the big aha or big takeaway, whatever you want to call it from that, from that workshop, because a lot of people kind of forget how to breathe. Um, But let's just start off again, like in the best way to get people in the neutral spine is to, uh, to either put your feet up on a chair or a bench or up on a wall and just get into 90 and just to, just to get into 90 degrees Um, and then put your hands uh, like pretty much where your, where your belt should be. Um, and just breathe into your hands. Right. So in a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll tell people to breathe in through their nose and even out through their nose. So there's I mean, there's like there's so many ways that people coach breathing. Um, but I want to increase somebody's capacity to to breathe in through their nose and, and out through their nose. Right. Because that's where your body is going to be in a more relaxed state. And when you're more relaxed, naturally you're, again, like your nervous system is responsible for, you know, how much tension you, yeah. you carry out throughout the day. Right. And it's going to, you know, it's going to lower cortisol levels. Um, and so like to get somebody's entire body to, to relax is actually a lot more difficult than, than you probably would think. But to get them to breathe into their hands and and to really get that that diaphragm to come to come down and again to compress that rib cage and breathe in as much as they can and then slowly breathe out through their nose. Um, I think you know my goal for most people to is to exhale you know for like ten seconds. Most people are like three, yeah. like most people when I first start training, they're like three seconds. Yeah, you got to like build max, that. right? Like ten seconds is actually super difficult, um, but eventually, you know. So there's 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 three there's three chambers. So you you got, obviously you got the diaphragm, the diaphragmatic breathing, right? So rib cage below, you got chest and then you got, uh, your neck. So eventually, right. We want to start as low as we can. So we want to start with that rib cage and then we want to get full expansion there. It's going to come up into the chest and then eventually up into your neck. But everything starts low. Everything is going to start low. So I'm going to, I'm going to cue that as much as I can. Um, and, in that way, again, so once I get every everything to relax and they're in that neutral position, that's just training their nervous system.
0: To- I was going to say, so like the big thing there is like essentially if you do the breathing properly, it kind of forces you to stay in that neutral position exactly. that we just got done talking about. The next thing that was huge for me is it's a neurological connection, right? If we can calm our nervous system down and get out of threat essentially, get out of that tense position and be comfortable with being in that position by doing these breathing things, our body is more comfortable by getting there, right? And then we relax certain muscles so we can fire other ones. So big one for the abs right now is if we can do these things and pull ourselves into a parasympathetic mode, we can release the tension in our hip flexors because a lot of people do knee raises, they do sit ups and all they're doing is firing their hip flexors over and over and over again. Their core is not engaging, right? um, which makes it completely pointless. And then you go to squat the next day and you can barely squat because you just destroyed your hip flexors from doing sit-ups. Right. So I think doing these breathing things to relax the hip flexors, therefore we can actually compress the rib cage and fire the core in a sit-up is like huge, man. That was a big one for me because my hip flexors were crazy tense all the time. And it's done, I mean, it's done wonders for my squat. That's probably like why I'm able to back squat so well now. Um, so I think that's huge. And then, um, the last one is stability, but I think that kind of falls into the to the exercise, right? A lot of people think sit-ups, but I think stability is more important because if I can carry something heavy, if I can hold a plank, if I can hang from something, if I can uh, squat properly with good upright form, like that's all like keeping a stable core, and that's mm-hmm. truly what the core is like duty and job and role is um so there's four things that we're going to talk about real briefly and those are like the exercises that we want to do right so to train your core there's four ways to do it and i think everything should be incorporated not saying you have to do each one every time but i think it would be safe like an ideal ab circuit hits one of these things and you do that let's say two times a week right so flexion is the first one any sit-up variation essentially i usually i i would tend to I would split these up into two and you can, you can give your two cents on this too. But like the way I like to do it is like one day you're doing eight to 10 reps and it's like weighted sit-ups with good form, posture, breathing, all that stuff. I was
1: going to say, if you can, if you can own the the position, that's honestly the last one
0: I'll throw in because I think like, even though we're talking about it first, And most people go to a sit up first. I think that it is the last one to put in because the positioning and that stuff is really important so you don't injure yourself. Um, I would do weighted sit ups uh, if you can once a week in the lower rep range, around eight, that are heavy and controlled negatives with the rib cage tucked and everything, exhaling out on the negative. And then I would do uh, like higher reps, like 15 to 30 with body weight, you know, a sit up variation. Like that would be my go to. I don't know about you. For me, I think that we just have
1: different different approaches to, to the, because, you know, again, like I'm, I'm big on movement and like crawling is, is probably one of the best stability exercises. Um, so like anytime, because again, like one, you have to stabilize, but I think that people that that's usually like the, the one that I'll go to other than like a plank. Um, but if, I mean, if we're talking you know, if we're we're talking hypertrophy, then then, that's the only time I ever think about sit-ups. And
0: and I'll be honest, there's certain times I have clients that don't need hypertrophy because they don't have lower bottom of fat. But if a client tells me like, Hey, I really want to like do ab training. I'm going to throw in some sit-ups because I want them to feel that burn. And they are building the muscle in their abs, but that feeling they associate with, building their core at the right. end of the day. Right. And I'm still throwing in all the other shit throughout their workout, they just don't realize that that's what's really helping right. their core, right? right? Um, but I do think it's important if you want to hypertrophy abs flexion. The next three are actually the most important as far as strength and stability. Um, anti-flexion would be the first one. Um, any plank variation, essentially, yep. right? I mean, um, I guess you can consider like hanging knee raises would be that too. Or the
1: hanging uh, the hanging hollow, so like when you- Yeah, yeah, yeah that's actually even better. From the Yeah, bar. I guess yeah. knee
0: raises would be more flexion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so hanging hollows you want to describe that real quick so people can- so
1: pretty much just hanging from a bar and like you would start off or as you should start off in a uh, in a knee raise in a hanging knee raise is again with the neutral spine so most people kick your feet out uh, maybe six inches um, to a foot depending on the person again just to get uh, that nice flat back again for the rib cage to compress and it's actually super challenging to hold that position and, and, and try to point your toes towards the ground, right? And and you're just hanging from the bar, letting your arms all the way out of their sockets, and then just doing the the breathing from that. So again, trying to breathe in. Through and your legs are like at like what, like a forty-five degree angle? Yeah, probably about forty-five. Degrees. I, yeah, again, not, it depends. Not 90. Yeah, it depends. See, on See, and that's the, the, the thing individual. is like
0: that's why I typically actually don't like toes to bar too much with a lot of people. is because a lot of people use, overuse their hip flexors. Yeah. I know I did. Yeah. Um and i'll do knee raises because it's easier for me to crunch into it um and then with those i end up at it like a 45 tops because yeah. i have such a big anterior tilt so that's good anti-flexion anti-rotation um, so we were kind of going back and forth there's rotation and anti-rotation i prefer strictly anti-rotation and i think that's safer a lot of people when they do rotation i find just twist their low back which yeah, is okay. not good because the low back's a stable joint so, anti-rotation would be a Russian twist, but instead of twisting your body, you actually, you just twist your, I would say, your upper body, your thoracic spine a little bit, your shoulders, and your arms, so as you're bringing that kettlebell, that weight, that med ball, whatever, to the other side, you're trying to keep your core, your rib cage down, your core, from rotating. Right, so anytime we're doing a twisting mo- movement, we're actually trying to avoid the rotation, and that's the whole point, is because we're resisting that rotation. That's the stability of it. I think that's the best way to go yeah. with those.
1: And I think, yeah, I think that most people will kind of recognize it as a as a med ball twist. Yeah, right? so to going pretty much pocket to pocket. But again, yeah, like instead of you know letting your 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 shoulders uh, totally move or separate from, uh, being level with your hips, but to keep everything stacked and then just move around that point. Right. To, to create as much, uh, resistance as you can while controlling it. But I think that, uh, it's, it's, it's more relevant because it it mimics like a sprint movement, right? Because a lot of people are so inefficient when they run or when they sprint. And we see this all the time that, like, when they, when they do run, like, their shoulders are going all over the place, right? So, and you, and you always want to think about, like, the, the fastest people, again, like, the fastest people on earth. If you watch Usain Bolt run, and even his stride isn't the most efficient that it could be. There's people who have better technique than he does. Right. He's just a freak, um, and he can get away with it, but uh, to get your shoulders to pretty much stay – to In pretty much plane. stay stacked, yeah. yeah. So your ability to do that, you're gonna you're gonna run a lot more efficiently versus people who really aren't trained runners or sprinters, right? If, if they're going side to side, you got to think about where you're directing or where you're transferring that energy, right? So really, you're running diagonally, yeah. Literally. Right, yeah. So and again, like that's why a lot of like marathon runners, man, they'll have like back issues, right? Like do 26
0: miles of yeah. running like shit, twisting, um, and yeah, exactly, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so I would recommend to anybody out there instead of doing like fast paced med ball twist, just, just test this out, grab like a 15 to 20 pound, 25, maybe pound kettlebell or dumbbell and go very slow. Cut the reps in half and go very slow. Keep your rib cage tucked. Um, keep that position and just bring your arms to each side of your hip without letting your core, your torso rotate yeah. and see what that like does for you. Like four to six per side would yeah. probably be like sweet spot for most people. And then I think this is the most underused and most underrated is the anti-lateral rotation. So that would be uh, single arm farmer's walks, uh, half rack walks, sandbag walks, uh, double farmer's walks, um, any kind of carry, loaded carry, essentially, which a suitcase walk, literally just pick up a heavy thing in your in your in in one hand, get tall, and make sure you're not laterally rotating, so twisting or leaning to the side, and then just walk, yep. right? And just literally just walk. Uh, go slow. I would pick up your knees a little bit just so your core is more engaged, your glutes are firing a little bit so you can k- take away from your low back firing at all. Um, and just walk and just go distance. And you're not going to feel your abs working a ton. But it's it's absolutely one of the most uh it actually I'm pretty damn sure they've actually done like E uh what are those? E, ECG or e? e uh Electric Fuck STEM shit. ES? No. You know what I'm talking about that yeah, right yeah. electric things they put on you. Like they did those <laughs> and like the readings for muscle activation were hit more muscles in your core on a farmer's walk than anything else because it hits everything right so i think that's a huge one that people underestimate i should Um, know that too and it reminds me of the stupidest fucking thing i forgot about this at the beginning when people are at the gym they get like a cable machine or a heavy weight they put one arm on their (laughs) head and they just rotate back and forth (laughs) like side to side and i'm like bro that is not good for you like ah so you got to put your cape on when you go to la fitness You've been doing actually. Yeah, I I did a snap about that like I've been trying to like just help people man I, I went in there the other day and I was working out and this dude was like staring at me I look over and he starts waving. I'm like what the fuck and i'm like, oh, that's that dude Bro, I took him through his whole workout Like he ended up doing a back workout the same day I was doing upper body but I had a lot of back and I was like I kept seeing him and i'm like fuck I gotta help this guy out and I walk over and i'm like coaching the shit out of every movement and then I'd get him doing good and I'd leave and then I'd see him go to the next thing and I'm like, Fuck dude, he's just destroying his rotator cuff. He's pronating his shoulders. Like it's not even working his lats. Like, like, all right, I gotta go help him again. But afterwards it felt good. Like I I believe in karma. It'll it'll pay off somehow. Maybe, maybe not, whatever. Yeah. Tyson Pete on your car earlier, so Motherfucker. I thought you were gonna say couch. I was about to get pissed because he's sitting on my black leather couch. It's probably got a bunch of shit on it anyway all right guys that's a wrap that is the core uh podcast for the day there's way more fire <laughs> knowledge bombs than i thought we were gonna drop yeah, to sure. with you. we killed that yeah, one we so off. yeah we went off on a pretty we did, good right so. there we will catch you guys next time later
1: if you love the mind versus muscle podcast want more free content and you want to support the movement share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag mind versus muscle.